Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495 That's 800-788-1495 You guys, it's Rick Tittle! The Didgeridoo Show. Hear that? I've hit the spring right here. Right. Kabong. 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 I'm Dr. Phil Rosenthal, and I talk about sound waves. For the next three hours, we will get into the Doppler effect. Join me on a... Actually, Phil Rosenthal, I've had him on the show. I think he has a show called Feed Phil. I think it's like a Bourdain ripoff. Funny comedian, though, and glad I had him on. Rick Tittle with you. Can I get a mulligan? No. You can't. <clears throat> we're on the air, baby. We're on the air, and we're going strong. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. we got a really big shoe. Barrett Jones is going to be joining us. On the other side, talking about the Danny Werfel Award. Why don't we just bring in Danny Werfel himself? We'll do that in the second hour. Also, Bud Levy will join us. He's got a new book called Emperor of Ice and Stone about my prom date. Karen Lyle will come in at 940, talk sailing. We'll also have a NASA historian. On the 50th anniversary of Apollo 17, that was the last time anyone allegedly walked on the moon. What? Filmmaker Patty Ivans Sprecht for her documentary Deconstructing Karen about racism. Uh, Scott Capurro in studio as well. One of our favorite comedians is at the punchline this week. Your participation encouraged at the toll-free line 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Get you in and get you heard wherever you're listening. Come on back.
here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wine spirits, beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Priced so amazingly low, low, low. Love what you find. Always lowest prices at Total Wine and more. Delivery available. Drink responsibly, B21. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome, he's a genius. All right, thanks for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast-to-coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Always great to catch up with one of the Super 16 pollsters, and let's do that now with uh, Barrett Jones, who won the Campbell Trophy when he was with the Alabama Crimson Tide. 
Barrett, welcome to the show. And um, the thing I love about the Super 16 is that everybody's pretty good. When you get a top 25, sometimes the teams can get, I don't know, three, four lost teams in there somewhere. So when you're filling out your bracket, do you wring your hands and stay up all night thinking about that 17th team that, that didn't make it? How do you put your list together? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. You know, I, I think it is so hard to make a poll. Like, people forget just how difficult it is to uh, to do that. And, and, you know, to your point, like, I, I kind of feel like this year, and maybe it's just because I've been doing the poll the last couple of years, like, there was sort of a wide divide between some of those first teams. And then, you know, there's like maybe 20 teams that you feel like could be in that, uh, you know, 10 through through 30 spot that they could fit there. So I, I found this year to be really challenging, especially in that zone that you're kind of talking about. Your dad, uh, as you know, people don't know, might know that your uh, Rex played basketball at um, Alabama. So for you, I'm sure you were a Crimson Tide fan your whole life. So did Nick Saban come to your house, sit in your living room, give you the pitch? And did you think about any other schools? <laughs> Well, Nick Saban did, did definitely give me the pitch in the living room, absolutely. And you know, I grew up at, at uh, an Alabama fan, but I, I really, I didn't, I didn't know where I was going to go to college. Honestly, I was 100 percent committed to going to a place where I could win. It was going to be a good fit for me, and so I looked at a lot of different places. In fact, to be honest with you, I probably wasn't going to go to Alabama uh, initially because they had a different coach and, and really weren't headed on a good trajectory. And so it had kind of been crossed off my list. Uh, I was very interested in North Carolina and Florida and Tennessee and some other places, and uh, all of a sudden uh, Alabama got a new coach, and this guy named Nick Saban came and sat in my living room and uh, kind of changed the ball game. Is, is when I heard his pitch and kind of felt like I wanted to be be part of something special that he had going on. You know, I asked uh, Jay Billis one time, "How often do you still hear Coach K in your head?" And he said, "Every day." So I'll ask you the same thing: How often do you still hear Coach Saban in your head? You know, all the time. It's funny, uh, but this is a, a, a something I've I've learned that I can share with other football players. Is that I, I can't tell you how many times my wife has told me, she's like, "Hey, I am not a football player. Uh, when I'm struggling, I don't want you to give me a speech about how to overcome adversity. Uh, you know, I just want you to sit there and listen to what I have to say." So that's a good lesson uh, that you know, football knowledge uh, and overcoming adversity in the process and controlling the controllables. Uh, it doesn't work quite as well with wives as it does in football, but it is a, it's very applicable to many areas of life, and I use it a lot in business. And uh, really, anytime I talk, honestly, uh, I talk about a lot of the principles that uh, I learned there. And you know, I've, if you've ever heard Nick Saban talk, he's an unbelievable orator. He does a great job of just researching and figuring out different things to say and inspirational quotes to say. And um, you know, I, I think just the idea of not comparing yourselves to others, but setting a standard for yourself. Uh, and living to the standard and not living by comparison is a rare thought line and really is applicable to anything you want to do in life, whether it's business or uh, your family or uh, your your spiritual life. Or there, there's a hundred different applications of the way you, you can apply that of, of uh, deciding who you want to be and what your standard is and living to that instead of, uh, instead of living by comparison to others. So uh, all that to say, uh, a lot. I, I talk about it all the time. I think about it a lot. And I think there is a a positive uh, brainwashing that goes on uh, when you're there. You know, brainwashing always has such a negative connotation. Like, brainwashing mm-hmm. can be used for good. And uh, I was mm-hmm. I was brainwashed a lot to uh, look at things differently. And now when I see adversity and uh, I'm, I'm have different things happen to me, uh, I, I approach it in a much different way because of, uh, of, of what Coach Saban taught me. 
Yeah, the old compare and despair. You don't want to do that, huh? No doubt. Comparison yeah. is the thief of joy. Well, I, yeah, I, I played D two football in the eighties, and and I just think about what it does for what it did for me is I didn't play on TV or any bowls, but it kind of made you you know no unarmed man will ever intimidate me. It just gives you that confidence, not to act like an ass, but just to to be a grown up. I think. Well, yeah. Look, there's definitely there's so many. Uh, it, it definitely gives you some confidence. There's a there's a lot of great life lessons that are taught in football, the greatest team sport of all time, and uh, I, I am so grateful for it. And I, I hope that my son wants to play. I certainly won't force him to play, but if he wants to play, I'll encourage it because there is such a uh, such a valuable a valuable thing to understand. And in fact, I, I work uh, now as a financial advisor. Most of the people on my team are athletes, and so that's just a I, I like working with other athletes because they just understand. You know, understand criticism too. I think that's a really important skill. And I'll just criticize my generation. I think a lot of people in my generation are not good at that. They're not good at receiving criticism and mm-hmm. learning from it. They get really sensitive about uh, you know when they're when they're coached and told things they can do better. Uh, and so I think that is so important in sports that if you you know if you're any sport really, but football especially, you know, has a reputation for if you're messing up, your coach can let you know about it and. Uh, you know, you have to be able to tune out sometimes the way in which he says it and, and learn from the message of what he's saying and improve and get better, uh, or you won't make it very long. So, yeah, I could go on and on, but there's a, there's a lot of different things that I've, I've learned uh, from football that I apply, you know, to what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Well said. What if your son wants to go to Auburn? Is that cool? Uh, you know, all jokes aside, it really will be cool. I mean, mm-hmm. my dad, I, that was one of the schools I was, I was interested in early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love Alabama and I love my time there, but, you know, I want him to forge his own path. And so, uh, of course, I, I hope he doesn't go to Auburn. I hope he doesn't wear, I don't have to wear, you know, orange all the time. It's such a hideous color, the worst color in the wheel. Uh, but I, uh, so yeah, if I had my, my choice, I hope he doesn't go. But if he does, I'll support him and I will. I'll wear, I'll wear Auburn colors and be a complete sellout. And I'm sure all the Bama fans will make fun of me, but that's okay. Uh, you have a good reason. You know, I, I, yeah. There are some things much more important than football. And again, I love my time there. But also, look, the reality is I want him to go play for a coach who um, you know can help him learn the same things I learned. And you know, with my, during my time that was in Alabama, I'm really grateful for what I learned. But I want him to uh, be able to have that same experience and play uh, under a staff and a person who I think can make him better. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. But I'll, I'll let him play wherever, wherever is the best best fit for him. Uh, there's you know those things are way more important to me than than colors at the end of the day. Were you tempted? To put Alabama in your top four because some of your fellow voters actually did. You know, not. I was like bitter towards Alabama this year because I was frustrated at how poorly I thought they played all year. So it was a, uh, you know, I was struggling whether to rank them fifth or sixth. But I, uh, I, I, I think that I think they had so many opportunities this year to, uh, you know, have that. And really, just comes down to that LSU game, in my opinion, of of. Uh, of the game they lost there, but you know, I, I, it's really hard because it all comes down when you're when you're ranking to, like the idea of the eye test versus this you know idea of like earn and deserve, you know, mm-hmm. and that is tricky. That's really hard because there's not an exact manual on that. You know, um, there's times where you use the eye test and you kind of know, like, do I think Alabama is better than TCU? Honestly, yeah, I really do. I mean, I think I think they're probably vague, and that's not that's not that hot of a take, like. I bet the Vegas odds on that game would be like maybe double digits, you know, mm-hmm. in Bama's favor. Right. So, I mean, but but at the same time, do I think Bama's earned the right to play in the playoffs? No, I don't. They lost two games. 
Uh, TCU was undefeated, played in an extra game that, you know, all schools in Ohio State didn't even have to play in, for example, and, uh, you know, they lost that one. And so they're in a Power 5 conference. They won all their games in the regular season. Uh, they had less than two losses. That's probably going to get you in. And so, yeah, I I, uh, I I don't I didn't think that they had earned it, and nor did they deserve it this year. And so that's hard. I don't have like a hard and fast principle on that. Uh, and I think anyone that has a hard and fast principle will college football will always find times that make you question those quickly because it is so difficult to keep those. There's always a unique and rare situation that rears its head up where you're, when you're ranking teams. So mm-hmm. that was that was uh, that was an easy one for me. I thought that. I thought it was pretty much – I thought it really, in my mind, it came down to USC. If USC lost because they already had the one loss, then they were going to be out and Ohio State would be in. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only thing about that is that there really hasn't been a team that I can remember in the history of the college football playoffs that's gotten blown out uh, that's gotten in. And uh, this is the year where we had a choice where, okay and – and obviously Alabama didn't. They had two, you know, very narrow losses right there uh, at the very end of the game. So they had that in their favor, and, and TCU did, but TCU didn't either. They didn't get blown out. They lost on the last second field goal. Uh, but that Ohio State or Utah both had losses that you could kind of say were blowout losses when you know you lose like that. Uh, that was pretty brutal at home to a, your rival in the, such a big game. And then you know USC obviously just kind of got dominated physically up front. So you had to make a hard choice there between two teams that kind of did get blown out, uh, and, and that's that's really been a rarity. That's been a consistent team in the committee that they really haven't put teams in that have gotten blown out. I guess yeah. you could say you can look at the score and say maybe it wasn't a blowout, but you watch those both of those games, you know, those 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 were both kind of blowouts. And so that that is a, that, that made it a little bit weird in, in our choosing because we didn't have a choice. We had to put one of those teams in. No doubt. There's Barrett Jones who won the Danny Werfel trophy and of course Danny Werfel's coming up in about an hour. It is the Super Sixteen poll, a collaboration of the National Football Foundation at footballfoundation.org to see how you can get a vote and merch as well, and the Football Writers Association of America. Barrett Jones, thanks a lot, man. Great stuff. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, good stuff. Buddy Levy on the other side. Come on back. Hey, pack rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. 
Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Oh, come now, don't be ashamed. (laughs) We all have our idiosyncrasies. wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world, also on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome the show author, Buddy Levy. He has a new book called Empire of Ice and Stone. First of all, Buddy Levy, not Levy, or am I? did I get that right? Oh, well, it's Levy, but you know, it says Levy Levy on the cover, so we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Buddy Levy is with us, and this is a harrowing true story about the last great Arctic expedition. How did this all come together? Uh, it was the brainchild of this man named Dilmer Stephenson, and he brought the world's greatest ice navigator named Bob Bartlett together to try to go study peoples and uh, lands above the farther the the frozen north of Alaska and Canada in 1913, and. Uh, it's one of those trips that started poorly and then got worse from there. I remember reading a book about this uh, expedition, the USS Jeanette, which actually left here from the Bay Area right after the Civil War to check out the Arctic. And there was a, a German scientist who supposed that he was pretty sure that the Arctic was tropical and it had elephants <laughs> and palm trees and the thing that was most, uh, I think, depressing about that, despite the fact that most everybody died, was that when they gave up and went south, after like three weeks of walking south, they realized they were still more north than when they started because the ice kept going up. I mean, how hopeless is that? 
Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting you brought that up because there's a uh, significant Jeanette connection to this book because when the members of the Karluk um, become encased in ice and start drifting, they're following the identical track mm. of the Jeanette, and they know this because they have the uh, captain's logs on board the ship's library. Mm. So there's this sense of overwhelming dread that they're going to meet the same fate as the members of the USS Jeanette. Yeah, I remember, just to reference that one more time, when, when two survivors did finally get to an Inuit village and they were starving beyond belief, what was on offer, they almost didn't need it. It was raw whale blubber and a bowl of blood. That was their... <laughs> and they said, even though we were starving, we almost didn't eat it. Talk about, uh, if you would, the two uh, Inuit hunter protagonists in this story, please. Oh, no worries. Yeah, so... Um Stephenson picks up uh, a family of Inuit, uh, including uh, the husband named Kuraluk, and then his uh, wife and two kids. And there's also a young hunter named Kataktovic, and they uh, are instrumental in being able to procure not only polar bears that are generally chasing them, uh, but um, Arctic uh, foxes, seals, uh, walrus, ultimately, and also just their skills um, at living on the ice and building igloos ends up keeping uh, those who do survive alive. That they would not have gone well without them. So you mentioned Stephenson. Is he also a villain in this story as well? Uh, I think that's true. Yeah, I mean, he, he a couple of decisions he makes are really questionable. One, he goes on a caribou hunt um, after they've been floating in case in ice in their ship for um, about a month, and a freak storm hits, and he is separated from his ship. Uh, after which, he doesn't do much to try to determine the fate of the Carluck. And so you have a story of two men, Bartlett, who ends up becoming the leader and uh, has to go on a heroic, uh, essentially mythic 700-mile attempt to reach um, civilization, uh, Siberia, and then back to Alaska if he can make it to telegraph the world, um, send a telegram to the Canadian government and the rest of the world that there are these stranded members on Wrangell Island. And then Stevenson, uh, who ultimately just um, starts a new expedition on his own and decides that the Carlick will either, he says, the Carlick will turn up um, either them or their wreckage. Mm. Is there also a frustration to think that some, I don't know, 50 years later after the Jeanette and all that they learned that in a way they found themselves in the same predicament with all the uh, cautionary tales there? <laughs> well, I have to say, I've always been struck by the fact that Way back in, you know, just after the Jeanette, uh, Fritjof Nansen, the Norwegian, uh, realized that if he built the boat, which he did, he built a ship called the Fram, which had a rounded hull, and that when you became invariably uh, encased in ice, um, the rounded hull uh, would, you would be lifted up onto the ice, and then you just sitting on a floating uh, hotel, essentially. Mm. And, and no one else really took that design concept um, you know, they were using a lot of times uh, retrofitted whaling uh, and sealing vessels, but it's true that, you know, there was a 50% essentially uh, mortality rate on most Arctic expeditions of this period, and it seems like they were really slow learners, you know. <laughs> Whose idea was it to bring kids? <laughs> <clears throat> well, the, uh, that was a lot of times in the period, um, if one member of the family was going to go, 
he would bring the family in. And the woman was a seamstress and an excellent hunter herself. And the kids end up faring better than most of the white men, I mm. must say. Mm. Also, when they go, you know, Bartlett and Carl Luke go on this 1,000-mile trip to get help, even if you get help, how long does it take to get back and to, I mean, it's uh, the the amount of uh, privations they had to go through. Is this almost like Donner Party proportions? Yeah, so that's a great point. You know, you have um, you have Bartlett going off on this journey, um, and and the other members are stranded on this island. So it's a race against time, and it's going to take um, even if ships get dispatched. You know, there's a really short window of time period in which you can access Wrangell Island in 1913 because of the encroaching ice, and so um, it's definitely. Um, no guarantee that even if Bartlett makes it to um, tell people in the world where the members are, that these other ships are going to be able to make it. You know, and there are a number of ships that are brought to bear. Um, U.S. Revenue Cutter Bear, for one, and another one, U.S. Revenue Cutter Corwin, uh, are dispatched, you know, with the hopes that they can beat the encroaching ice and make it before um, all the members starve to death. And, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. When you started doing research, what was one of the two of the things you were like, you got to be kidding me, this really happened? <laughs> I mean, so many. For one, uh, after the, the carlic gets crushed by the ice, and that's not too much of a giveaway, because if you look at the cover, you can sort of see this isn't going to go well. Um, I was amazed that they were able to uh, eke out an existence on a mile-and-a-half flow of ice uh, at a place called Shipwreck Camp, which is moving. Um, you know, across the Arctic Sea uh, and and survive there with, you know, built igloos uh, and, you know, using dog sled teams to go out and um, foray and try to hack a, a trail 100 miles to this island they think is out there. Had not World War I started, do you think they would have had more attention or were they on another planet either way? Well, that's a great question because... Um, Two ships that were also dispatched from Russia, the Vygach and the Timur, uh, were on their way en route. And when uh, when they got those uh, ships, actually had radio communication, they had telegraph communication, and they had to be turned around. So it's possible that they would have made it uh, earlier uh, had World War One not started. By the way, you're an Idaho guy, right? Where are you? Uh, yeah, it's true. I live in Idaho. Where in Idaho are you? I live in the northern panhandle, but I grew up in a ski town in Sun Valley. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I went to U of I for a year in Moscow. and uh, Oh, no kidding. That's where I am right now, today, in Moscow. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, shout out. Hey, hey, go Vandals. Yeah, shout out Delta High, where I almost flunked out of college. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you to, to hang in there. Empire. Yeah, I'm, a mile from the cam- I'm a mile from the campus at this very moment. That means you're only six miles from Pullman. Yes, which is where I am a professor of English. So I'm of Cougar and a Vandal. Oh, Wazoo, gotcha. The Wandering Palouse, did you drive through Washtuckna on the way down? <laughs> I drive driven through, <laughs> through Washtuckna many, many, many times. Eastern Washington over there in Cheney. All right, the book is Empire of Ice and Stone, The Disastrous and Heroic Voyage of the Carluck from our guest, Buddy Levy, available from St. Martin's Press. This looks really cool. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline.
2022 Moth World Championships were held this year in Buenos Aires, Argentina, with British Dylan Fletcher Scott crowned world champion in the Moth 2022 class. Argentina's Massimo Contesi is the junior world champion, and Italy's Simone Salva took third place. Helena Scott was crowned female world champion. In 2021, Tom Slingsby was world champion, and we had a great conversation about the Moth, which I want to share with you. This is Karen Lyle of SalesportTalk.com on Sports Byline, broadcasting on the American Forces Network to 177 countries and 100 million people on iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, and XM Sirius Radio, as well as 200 satellite radio stations throughout the United States. Today, we are talking with Tom Slingsby, Olympic gold medalist and skipper CEO of Team Australia of SailGP. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, I understand this is a new design for the moth. For our non-sailing listeners, the moth is a hydrofoiling dinghy or a small boat. But let's talk to the sailors. What are the differences between the new design and the old one? And how did that feel for you on the water? Uh, yeah, the, the boat, the moth is a development class. So basically, there's a 11-foot waterline, uh, 5 meter, uh, actually it's 5.3 meter restriction on mast height, I think. Uh, 8.2 square meter sail and no restrictions on uh, foil lengths under the water. So, uh, yeah, I think the class has been around for, I'm not too sure, my, my guess would be sort of 70, 80 years. And the boat has changed a lot over that time. And they've gone from sort of a scow moth, a very wide moth that used to push a lot of water, I guess. And then it changed to a skiff moth, which used to slice through the water and reach good speeds. And now it's basically everyone racing is in hydrofoiling moths. And we use the foils to pick it up out of the water and the boats are reaching amazing speeds. For an 11-foot boat, we can do upwards of sort of 35 knots of speed. And yeah, it's pretty amazing how quick these boats are around a racetrack. Well, and I imagine you really feel that. I mean, that's a little different than sitting inside of one of the SailGP boats. You're really right out there exposed to the wind. Yeah, you are. It's You're hanging off the side off a foot strap and uh, when you have a crash, it, it really hurts. <laughs> couple of people were sent to hospital to get uh, injuries and stuff checked. There's a few little broken bones here and there. You're really exposed to the elements, I guess, in the moth compared to the, the F50 where you can sort of tuck into your cockpit when things go a little bad. Well, and I imagine it's just so good to be sailing right now with the, the pandemic going on and all this stuff happening. Yes, absolutely. And especially in Australia, coming from Australia, I've been over in Europe now for five months at the moment. And the reason being is because we can't go in and out of Australia at the moment. The country's locked down, uh, people aren't allowed to travel, and it's, yeah, it's tough times there. So I feel extremely fortunate. All right, it's 9.40 on a Tuesday here on Sports Byline. Rick Tittle with you. This is time we bring in uh, Karen Lyle from salesportstalk.com to co-host this segment with me. Karen, how you doing? I'm doing great. Singing in the rain. <laughs> we have a, 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 a documentary coming up later in the show called Deconstructing Karen, so we're going to find out more about you. Oh, is that right? Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, let's bring in our guest that is filmmaker Vince Casalena, and uh, he's here to talk about America's One. Vince, welcome to the show. What is America's One? So America One was a challenger for the America's Cup in 2000, and I was the videographer for the team. 
America one, not I got I got America's one. It's America one. Yes, all one word. Gotcha. And um, how did you get involved in that project? Where did you know somebody, or did they say we need you? Um. So back in eighty five, eighty six, I was the TV videographer for the St. Francis Yacht Club's Challenge USA for the America's Cup in Perth, and I worked with the team right up until the time that they put the boat on the freighter to go to Perth. And all when when I saw the boat going out the gate, I went, I'm never going to let this happen again. Mm. I'm going to be on the boat. Mm. And so when the St. Francis Yacht Club did their campaign in 98 to 2000, I went to the club and said, here's the work I did on USA. I want to be your videographer. And they said, absolutely. So I I worked from that first summer doing small pieces while the team was getting itself together. And as it got closer to the actual cup time, the weeks got longer and longer to the point where it was like 120-hour weeks right before uh, racing time. Vince, you're also a sailor and a racer, so your knowledge of, um, of how the race goes helps you when you're out there on the chase boat. And I put on your on the page with your name, Vince, uh, on salesporttalk.com a couple of clips of videos that you took for our listeners who might want to take a look. And there is one that shows the capsize of the Oracle boat, um, the, the AC-45. Can you tell us about how you got that shot and what it was like? Because how do you stay out of the way, too, so that you're not in the, in the, in the mix and still get those shots? So this was, this was a time where you're in the right place at the right time with the camera rolling. And what had happened was that it was a match race between the two Oracle boats. Uh, AC-45s on San Francisco Bay. The first boat had passed a minute or so before when Russell Coote's boat came by, and he jived to go out into the middle of the bay, which was going to be way too far for me to shoot. And my thumb was on the button to turn it off, and I said, oh, just let it roll, see what happens. Bang. Not 30 seconds later, he capsized. And it was really just a question of luck to have the camera rolling and have it on the boat at that moment. What were some of the biggest challenges for you? I mean, you think about how hard it is just to set up a, a shot on land and get the dubatine and the shiny boards and the sound and the light just right. So here you are on the ocean and you have no idea, you know, moving around. Is it all steady cam? How do you do it all? So I have a gyroscopically stabilized lens, um, which allows me to shoot in really rough conditions and have the picture um, be stable. Um, it's, it's a lens that was designed for news photographers shooting out of helicopters before they got the gyro-mounted uh, ball under the helicopter. Um, so 
this lens is nigh on to 45 years old, and it's still chugging away. And that's what lets me take those really nice, steady shots from, like, uh, the shot of the capsize. We were probably a quarter mile away from the boat when it capsized, and that was, I was in full uh, zoom extension to get that shot. Well, and in that shot, too, you see um, the, you know, one of the, one of the sailors falling into the water and others just hanging on, um, and, and um, you know, the, the, the rip in the side and, and the sail, um, which is really quite dramatic at that distance. At that distance. What, what, was, what did it feel like watching this as you're getting the shot? Um, knowing this was the money shot. There, there was no question <laughs> right. about it. As soon as I saw the bow go down, it was like, you're just rolling until you can't shoot anymore. And then, by the way, we're speaking with Vince Casalena. The um, the technology, as it has changed in your career, what are some of the things now that make it so much uh, more easier, or is it kind of the, still the same game? Uh, drones. Mm. Drones are, are amazing. The, the last piece that I did um, a couple of months ago was the J-105 North American Championship, and it was the first time that I had actually worked with a drone operator, and we spent a day or so over a week's period before that talking about what I wanted, how I wanted it shot, and boy, what I got was just amazing footage. I mean, he would be above the, the boat, and then he would drop the drone down and track with the boat. And, I mean, it was just really, it, it changed the whole perspective because you can't shoot that way on a helicopter. Um, I mean, I've done lots of helicopter shoots. And when you get down below mass level on a helicopter, you're getting concerned about, is this safe? Um, so the drone is, is huge. If the drone gets hit by a boat, it's the cost of doing business. Um, if the helicopter were to snag a mast, lots of people could get hurt. That's very true. Um, so tell me about the um, the other shot that you got with the with the the crash. I put this video also on uh, the selfportalk.com website on your page uh, under Vince. Uh, this this is smaller boats and uh, traditional hulls. Tell us about that shot and where you were and how you got that. Okay, so I was covering the Melgus 32 worlds, um, which were taking place on San Francisco Bay. And I was, this was a multi-day shoot, um, and I was at the weather mark. Um, I knew who the leaders were. The leaders came around the weather mark, overlapped with each other, and I grabbed them in the frame and was tracking them down from the weather mark. And a sail, one of the other competitors, came between me and the two boats I wanted. And, again, this was a question of my thumb is on the stop button. And I go, I know where they are. I can track with where I think they will be, and when this sail goes by, I will still have them in the frame. 
And you see that in that shot. It's like you have them, the sail goes by, and we're still right on them. And it's at that point that the boat that was in the lead is rounding up, and the other boat is going full speed downwind and has nowhere to go and just bangs right into the side. You can watch somebody fly off the rail from the impact of the collision. It was it was another one of those shots where I could have stopped and missed the shot entirely and just let it roll. Also, I think about when you uh, are filming these things as well, uh, w- were there any moments of uh, danger for you? Because if you're doing a shot on the sidewalk, you're not going to fall into the ocean, obviously. Um, yeah, there, there have been a couple of those. Um, I was back, oh, 30 years or so ago, um, there was a early catamaran series called Pro Sail, and they were having an event in San Francisco, and I knew one of the skippers, and so I said, and I want to come out and shoot, and they gave me a chase boat to, to shoot them, and they were, they were reaching across under the gate, and I told my, my driver, I want to go up, I want to be just on the weather side of, the, of that boat when it comes by us and okay he puts me in the right spot and I'm looking first at the bow looking at the outside of the bow on the catamaran and pretty soon I'm looking at the inside of the bow of the catamaran and I'm going this is not good and I'm leaning out to get the shot and about that point, somebody grabs my life jacket and pulls me back, and the boat passed within six inches of the boat I was on. Wow. Was, so that was probably <laughs> the closest that I've come to actually getting hurt. But there have been other times. I was on, when I worked for Oracle Racing, I was on, on board the AC boat, and... We had just finished lunch, and we're getting ready to gear up again, and they were bringing in the sails. I went down to get a shot of the trimmer, and there was this huge bang. And the first thing you do is you look up because, you know, it's a shroud or part of the mast or, you know, something. No, the mast looks just fine. About that point... My boot, my boots are getting wet, and I'm looking down, and the boat's heeled over, and the mast is moving towards the water. The keel had snapped off, mm. and here I am with my camera, and the boat is rolling over, and I'm scrambling. Get I get up on on one of the grinders winches, and I'm handing the camera up to the crew that's on the top side. <laughs> and they're going, give us your hand. And think, I can swim. The camera can't. <laughs> <laughs> All those many shots are gone if that camera's in the water. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yep. there there he is. We're out of time. Vince Acasa, Lena, thank you so much for your stories and uh, coming on the show today. Hey, it was my pleasure. And thanks for having 
such a great show for sailors and non-sailors. But you it really can, helps the sport. Yeah, it's all because of SailSportTalk.com and Karen Lyle. Karen, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Rick. We'll talk to you next week. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back on Sports Spotlight. have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? Right, boy, that you're a trophy. Stand proud. Stand tall. Let's walk upon the place. 
I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, we had a, uh, you know, people always say, oh, it's one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history. We actually just had one in the second round. That's a knockout round. Going to the quarterfinals now is Morocco, who have dispatched Spain. If you know about those two countries, there's Gibraltar at the mouth of the Mediterranean. You go right across the border, and you are in Morocco. They are very, very close. And you think about the Moorish influence. The Moors ruled Spain for 800 years. Once again, 800 years, the Iberian Peninsula was completely Muslim and um, North African. And it wasn't until El Cid that they became Christian, and now, of course, ultra Catholic uh, in, um, in Spain and Portugal. But Morocco only had one thing they could do, and that is try to go nil-nil and hope for penalties. They did it, and they won. And to me, the nonchalance, the laissez-faire attitude people take with penalties, and it's almost like they're too calm. Spain walked up kind of like Japan did in their game. They just rolled the ball. They're just like, I'll take one step and just kind of roll it and hope you go the other way. You're supposed to run up like Harry Kane and pass it hard into either side net and try to go high if you can, but be careful so you don't go over the bar. Act like you want to take a penalty and don't do the Lewandowski little hop, skip, and a jump. Walk up and give a crisp, hard pass into the side net. If it gets blocked, it gets blocked. But when you take one step and go, oh, just roll, it's like you're too calm, Holmes. You're too calm. And the look on the faces of the guys who missed, I mean, I feel sorry for them. That's stained. That is a stain that might not ever go away. And it is hard. It is really, really hard on those kids. And uh, they are kids. So Morocco is through to the quarterfinals. Wow. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Radio News with Tim Berg. New CDC data shows flu hospitalizations and deaths are on. The health agency says hospitals are being stressed with a high number of people with other respiratory illnesses like RSV and COVID. House and Senate leaders on Tuesday awarded congressional gold medals to police who protected the Capitol during the riots on January 6th. House Minority Leader from California, Kevin McCarthy, says they protected many from harm. These brave men and women in uniform stood strong in the line of duty for our country, and we're grateful for that. This congressional gold medal commemorates their courage, professionalism, and patriotism. Time is running out to ship those holiday gifts. Holiday shopping deadlines are getting closer. FedEx says boxes sent with standard ground shipping must be received by December 14th, while UPS is directing customers to their website for an estimate on ground shipments. The post office says retail ground and first-class mail parcels and envelopes need to go out by December 17th. 
From the West Coast, USA, Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. The alleged murderer suspected of killing five people at a Colorado LGBTQ nightclub is being charged with 305 counts. The suspect is accused of walking in Club Q on 19th in Colorado Springs and opening fire. The charges include murder, attempted murder, assault, and bias-motivated crimes. A rise in shoplifting across Walmart stores could lead to prices and stores closing. CEO Doug McMillan saying and stores are taking measures to stop it. He's calling on local cities to take shoplifting cases seriously and keep prices at the level they're at now. This is USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? A recent for Morgan Silver Dollar Coins has been found. These gorgeous 1904 Silver Dollar Coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck. This is a for Silver Dollar collectors and only a limited quantity are available. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone interested in silver coins. Just call government at 222-1975 and you are guaranteed a mint condition 1904 Old Morgan Silver Dollar. The iconic old mint mark of the New Orleans Mint, the final year of production. But with limited quantity, you must call now. These 1904 O silver coins are still in uncirculated condition. That is 117 years of history you can hold in your hand. To learn more, call 1-800-222-1975. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's Bonus Package, a $25 value free with every order. Call one 800 222 975 now to secure your 1904 Morgan Silver Dollars before they sell out. That's 1-800-222-1975. Senators Kirsten Sinema and Tom Tillis are reportedly pushing a bipartisan deal that supports Dreamers and also allocates money for border security. Dreamers are illegal immigrants with temporary residency protections because they were brought into the country illegally at a young age by their parents. On Fox Business, Tennessee Republican Congressman Chuck Fleischman explains why he thinks the House's priority should be securing the border. I applaud uh, Senator Tillis and Senator Sinema for attempting to do something, but the larger picture, the abysmal failure of the Biden border policy or lack of a border policy is out there. It's hurting this country. Every to address it. An investigation continues as thousands of North Carolinians remain without power. The power is still down in Moore County, North Carolina, 48 hours after they went out in what authorities are calling a targeted attack on the county's power grid. Nearly 40,000 homes and businesses have no electricity. Investigators are who fired guns at two power substations and why. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. President Biden will be in Phoenix today. That's where he and the founder of a Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company will announce the company will open a second chip plant. For Bloomberg. Improve fuel mileage. Chevron Techron fuel system. O'Reilly Auto Parts. A clean fuel system can increase your vehicle's performance and gas mileage. Get Chevron Techron fuel system cleaner starting at $9.99 and earn 10 times O rewards points on your purchase. Get the most out of every gallon. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or shop O'ReillyAuto.com today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? 
we can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218 That's 800-950-8218 Paid for by Want to Sell Rick Tittle knows his sports I hate that guy I love that guy Oh my gosh, he's so fine Rick Tittle brings home the bacon fries it up in a pan and then he eats it Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle biznatch You know, one thing that drives me crazy in sports <clears throat> is when people say, yeah, I knew it all along. Now, if you really did, then props to you. Super duper props. If you really did know it all along. But my friend just texted me, yeah, I had Morocco over Spain. Well, well then you're an idiot. Okay? <laughs> it's just, you're an idiot. You don't understand soccer. That doesn't mean that Spain can't lose. You don't pick Morocco to beat Spain in the World Cup. Unless, even if Spain put out their under-21 team, I would have picked Spain. And I'm being completely serious. If they put out their best 19 and 20-year-olds, I still... Now look, they have Ziyech, who's a fantastic player for Chelsea. Morocco has some good players. I'm not saying they suck. I'm just saying Spain is way better. So that happens sometimes in sports. Now, look, if you pick a Super Bowl winner, you're picking the champion of their conference. Okay? So I'll give you that. But if you say, like my friend did, yeah, I had Morocco beating Spain, well, then you're dumb. You just admitted you've waved this huge flag saying, look how stupid I am. And it's not the kind of thing where if you say, you know, I got a hunch that Spain's going to choke. Because that's one thing, just to say, you know what, I, I, I don't know. I just got this kind of weird feeling that Morocco's going to win. I might even give you that. But if you said, yeah, I looked at both rosters, and I really think Morocco's going to win, then you're dumb. <laughs> it's just, there's no, there's no way around it. You're <laughs> just stupid. But congratulations to Morocco, the biggest win by far in the history of that country in anything. Show me Olympic medals, and I will push them aside and say this is more important. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. 1-800-878-7529. Even though every segment is full today, you're going to have to get in at the top or the end of the hour unless somebody doesn't show up. Show up, I said show up. All right, we got another hour together. Come on back on Byline. This view was worth a hike. Right? 
And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Check me out. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome publisher and NASA historian Andy Saunders, and uh, he is here to talk about his book, Apollo Remastered, the ultimate photographic record. This is coinciding with the 50th anniversary of Apollo 17. That was the last time mankind walked on the moon 
Welcome to the show, Andy. I remember I was seven years old. I remember my dad telling me, this is it. We're not going back. And I thought, why? I thought we were going to build, like, you know, a village there or something. What was it that was so poignant that we all knew that this was it? Hi, Rick. Well, thanks for having me on, first of all. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of envious uh, that you lived through this amazing era. I was actually born a couple of years after Apollo 17. Um, but I've always just had a fascination with with the Apollo moon landings, but frustrated with the quality of the of the photographs that we that we've always seen. So uh, to be able to work on the original flight film and produce these images, um, but yeah, it really hits home that you're right. It, it's half a century ago that we walked on the moon. Um, you'll see some of the photographs of the spacecraft in the book, and it looks like something you could build yourself in your garage. You know, they were flying these rudimentary spacecraft pre-computer age to the moon um, and thankfully we are finally uh, going back of course Artemis is, is actually on its way back from the moon now and next time Artemis goes uh, we'll have people on once more Do I detect Scouse or Geordi? Oh gosh, uh, closer to Scouse mm-hmm. that's, that's quite impressive, I'm from the northwest of England yeah, so between Liverpool and Manchester Alright, I kind of got you in there, what, what town? Uh, I was born in a town called Wigan. Yeah, Wigan Athletic. Um, but I live in... Oh, well done. Yeah. Wow, that's superb local knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live in Culture now in Cheshire, which is in between. But I'm a Liverpool supporter. Yeah. Was that Dave Not Whelan? Much. He was the pie guy. Was he the Wigan Athletic yeah. owner? I'm trying to think back that's now. That's correct. Wigan is... Yeah, Wigan are famous for their pies. Yeah. yeah we like our pies. <laughs> Dave Whelan, you're right, yeah. <laughs> you wow. Can, I know a little bit more yeah. about... Yeah, soccer than anything else. Let's get back to the book. Uh, you've taken these photos, which are, you know, you think about things being archived. I, w- I was shocked to see Houston, Texas, there is a vault. It's a frozen vault. Is, is that what keeps the uh, photographs preserved? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's frozen. It's kind of the right humidity levels. You know, we're talking about analog film, and so the chemicals... Uh, on that film will actually eat away at it over time. So one way of slowing that process is to freeze freeze it and to keep it uh, at the right humidity level. So, yeah, this is, you know, to, for me, perhaps the most important film in existence. So thankfully it's being cared for in that way, but eventually it will deteriorate. So I think that was part of the reason that NASA finally decided to, to get that original film out uh, and digitally scan it because... Until now, we've we've had to make do with duplicate copies. The film was very delicate. It was very um, Kodak developed a very very thin film to be able to fit more photographs on a roll because you know again this is this was an analog world. We were limited by how many photographs they could take. Um, so having thinner film meant you could fit more on a magazine, which you know nowadays is unthinkable. I mean, you think you can get thousands of photographs on a little. Uh, ST card the size of your little fingernail, but they took these huge, clunky, heavy magazines just to take 200 shots. So, yeah, the, the freezer is to, to preserve that film. You know, I, I remember in college, or uni, I was in an astrology, uh, sorry, astronomy class, and we had, we got to look at some moon rocks, and they were very, very, very thin slices. We got to look them through a telescope, and the only way my uh, professor was allowed to have them was they had to be on his person at all times. So he had a backpack with the moon rocks in them. Wow. 
Yeah, and uh, you can imagine how uh, on edge he was that he didn't mess those things up. So for you, when NASA hands you, as you say, some of the most important pictures of all time, what are some of the? Is it all white glove like you're at the British Museum? No, well, I, I, unfortunately, I would love to have got in the freezer and handled the film, but there's absolutely no way they would let someone uh, from Northern England do that, <laughs> let alone anybody else. Uh, no, NASA got in the freezer. NASA thawed out the film properly, took the utmost care with it, of course, uh, cleaned it and, and digitally scanned it, but that's as far as it went. They, it's effectively the raw data. It was scanned and it was put on a server, and with NASA's open source policy, it allowed someone like me to access that and go and, and process it. Because you have to process it. You know, as, as it stood, it was, it's effectively a digital photograph of a piece of film. So it's not, you can't really present that. It needs to be digitally processed in order to present it correctly. So that's the work I undertook is there was these 35,000 scans of original film finally about the holy grail of you know mm-hmm. a film was available and that's what i accessed uh, and spent ten thousand hours of my life uh processing so that we can now see these historic moments like never before well we, we've seen like in forensics how dna has really broken through so one last question for you what was the process that really sort of was the, the you know the but the Rosetta Stone, so to speak, so like I can make these things really uh, come to life now. Well, that so that access to that film firstly was very important for those. But the the other uh, source of footage in the in the book is from the sixteen millimeter movie film. So they took like an old cine film style camera, mm-hmm. uh, and what I did with that film was I separated it out into the separate frames, and when you stack them on top of each other, potentially hundreds and perfectly align them and then consolidate them, you can keep the signal, which is the image, but average out the noise, and suddenly we can see an unbelievable amount of detail. It's a really powerful process. So again, that's something that we've only been able to do in recent times with you know, processing power, if you like, and, and digital uh, processing. So a combination of that film and these kind of techniques has meant that, for example, we can now, we've got the clearest image of Neil Armstrong on the moon, we can look through the, the windows of the spacecraft and see someone in there actually flying it. We can bring out shadow detail. You know, Neil Armstrong stood in the shadow of Eagle that we couldn't really see before. Now we can. So you can imagine with 35,000 photographs, there's, there's so much to go at. Uh, and there are 400 of them in the book. Unbelievable stuff. It's Apollo Remastered, the ultimate photographic record. Astronauts themselves are raving about this. This is a fantastic new book. From our guest, Andy Saunders. Andy, congratulations on the book and uh, up the latics. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Thanks for having me on, Rick. All right, sure, no doubt. I have a friend who is super into uh, the denial that we were ever on the moon and and I said, look, I wasn't there, so I'm open-minded. Let's talk about it, right? It's like uh, there's no blast area where it landed. Why is the flag moving? Uh, even the guy who made the camera said that the pictures couldn't be taken like that. Um, the Sea of Tranquility, it was the exact same place. Then they were supposed to be somewhere else on a different mission, and it's the same landscape entirely. And I'm like, all right, well, <clears throat> when they got into the rocket and they blasted off, where did they go after that? Because you would need tens of thousands of people 
to be in on this lie. And human nature is to go, guess what happened? <laughs> that didn't really go up. And then when they came back down, did a uh, did a uh, an airplane drop them out, and then they turned the cameras on right when the parachutes deployed, and then forever. I just remember seeing an interview with Gene Cernan, who was on the moon. This guy was a man's man. He was a loyal American. He was a vet. And I just thought, that, there's no way that guy was in on some kind of complete conspiracy. So I'm sorry to say to everyone, I do think we walked on the moon. I know. It's a shocker. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byline. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 
That's 800-293-0328. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. All right. Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. We're waiting on our guest. And uh, when we get her, we'll put her on the air. How about this for a little bit of surprising news, to say the least, from the National Football League? What is it, Rick? Less than a calendar year after signing him to a contract extension, the Titans have fired their general manager, John Robinson. John Madden's best friend, different John Robinson. There are five games left to play. This is a team that's in first place. What is going on? Well, the Titans dropped a second straight game, and the ex-Titans star A.J. Brown notably headlining the Eagles' Week 13 win over the team. But still, the Titans are on top of the AFC South. They're on pace to host a playoff game as well. And Vice President of Player Personnel Ryan Cowden is interim GM. Now, <clears throat> the uh, statement here from Amy Adams Strunk is, since becoming controlling owner in 2015, my goal has been to raise the standard for what is expected in all facets of our organization. I believe we have made significant progress both on and off the field through investments in leadership, personnel, and new ideas. This progress includes the core of our business, the football team itself, which is regularly evaluated by both results, wins and losses, and team construction, roster building. I am proud of what we have accomplished in my eight seasons of ownership, but I believe there is more to be done and higher aspirations to be met. Yikes. All right, we'll get back to that, but we do have our guest now. It is filmmaker Patty Ivans Sprecht. And she has a new documentary out now called Deconstructing Karen. And, Patty, welcome to the show. Rick Tittle with you. And uh, we're around the world on American Forces Radio Network as well. You basically invited uh, a bunch of white ladies over for dinner and said, let's just talk racism. Is it is it too simplistic to say that, or is that kind of the basis of this? You know, it's... The film is about an organization called Race to Dinner, and they host dinner parties for white people to help them identify their racism. And that is the premise of the the film and their work. Now, I know the term Karen has been sort of, you know, morphed like everything gets, but it, it originally, from what I thought, was it was like white ladies calling the cops on people of color, trumping up charges or calling the cops when nothing really bad happened. And now just a white lady who's rude is a Karen. So I mean, how does it, how do you define it? I, first of all, I love that. And I, uh, yeah, I kind of think you got it. I think rude is a little light. I think there's a lot of violence against people of color that white women perpetuate every day. And the work of Race to Dinner is to really help white women understand their role in 
kind of daily uh, aggressions towards people of color. And I'd love to just say, I so appreciate being on your show, Rick, and especially because we're um, being featured on the Armed Forces Radio. Like, that is such a special honor. So thank you. You're welcome. We're glad to have you. You know, comedian Bill Burr made a big deal about how uh, Black Lives Matter was taken over by white ladies, and they made it their own. Is that something that sometimes we don't know we're doing sometimes is we're taking something and we're morphing it to fit our own, I hate using the word narrative, it's it's overused, but I'll use it, our own narrative? I mean, possibly. I, I mean, possibly. I think part of it is, you know, if that is the case, that we take things over. I don't think we're doing it from a position of how am I, as a person moving through this world, um, inflicting harm, whether it's at the library, the, the mall, my kid's school, you know, really like hyper-localizing how racism shows up in people's lives. And I think it's really easy to talk about movements, um, but if we actually got more personal than that, like, you know, if I'm at the grocery store and I see the checker harassing a young black woman in front of me, what do I do? Like, what do I do, Rick? Do I do I speak up mm-hmm. and do I challenge the white person who's who's you know, giving this person unnecessary harassment. That is the kind of work that I think Race to Dinner is trying to empower women to do. Like, really participate, use your voice in your own communities on on the daily and call a thing a thing when you see it. Yeah, no, it's well said. To me, too, I think we've really taken the teeth out of that word racist and racism because now if someone says something innocuous like what was the name of that chinese guy who's like ching or chong you're like oh you're a racist now a racist is somebody who is going to you know treat you differently because of your ethnic heritage but now it's just like the littlest thing it's 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 called and and it's it's bad i think to take the teeth out of what real racism really is well i think what you just described is more everybody I think white people are a little hypersensitive mm-hmm. to being in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think if we could suck it up buttercup a little bit more and maybe be less fragile about how we are doing it wrong, that this doesn't have to be the sky is falling because you're, you know, not sure about a name. Um, but maybe it's okay to have a little bit of awareness of like, gosh, that might be really rude because those are actually two different names. That is not, you know, Bob and Bill. Um, they're, they're not the same. Right. So I think part of this work, what I have learned, because, again, I'm a filmmaker. I didn't come into this work. I'm not an expert in anti-racism, but I am a white woman. And I think this work is revolutionary because it disrupts our patterns of being comfortable or being comfortable or actually being too reactionary around uh, things like, uh, I'm so afraid I'm going to be called a racist. I'm going to do nothing. Can't do nothing. That's the new news. Can't do nothing. Have to step in when you see something. Well, the other thing is, too, people, they they think they're doing something. They'll go to a comedy club and laugh at Holocaust jokes for 45 minutes, but then someone does a trans joke, and they stand up, and they say, that's not funny, and I'm standing up for what's right, or they'll, I'll make the avatar, the Ukrainian flag. I've done my part, and it's just this yeah. weird sort of like you're, you're actually helping nothing, but you think you're helping. And so you're saying let's be a little more tangible about what we're actually doing. Yeah, and I think, listen, people are so complicated. People are so complicated, and 
people are, are constantly changing the rules, and I think your Holocaust and trans example is a really interesting one. But I think the bigger thing is if maybe white people could not feel like their point of view has to be everybody's point of view, that would be an amazing place to start. Well, I've, I've also seen stupidity rewarded because it could be in dollars and cents. And what I mean by that is, is when, um, you know, a, a tennis announcer said Serena Williams is using guerrilla warfare tactics. And it's like, oh, you called her a guerrilla, you're fired. That guy almost killed himself after all the backlash he got. Of course, he wasn't saying gorilla. He was saying gorilla. Uh, Max Bredos, uh, who was describing Jeremy Lin, said, who will find a chink in his armor? Oh, you called him a chink. And it's like, no, I didn't. But the ESPN was panicked. You got to get out of here. And so yeah. now we're so on edge, even when people aren't even saying mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, we had a guy in Sacramento was asked, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? And he was an old man. He said, well, you know, I feel all lives matter. He was fired. It's like, can't we just educate him and say, well, when you say that, you kind of disparage the cause. Like, oh, I didn't know that. But we have no time to have a conversation anymore. That's right. Well, I think we're fundamentally lacking compassion. We're just fundamentally lacking compassion. And there's a lot of reactionary behavior and the things you just described are reactionary. The thing that came out this week that I thought was really interesting was LeBron calling out media for not asking his opinion about Jerry Jones's horrifying photo from his past. Mm -hmm. You know, the media tends to go to LeBron about anything to represent all black people, but they sure missed something they had an opportunity to be in front of. And I think the examples you gave are kind of other examples of media being problematic of reinforcing whiteness in every area. And what do you think about... And if it doesn't, they'll fire someone. Yeah, and what we're talking about here is the owner of the Cowboys, when he was 14 years old, he was in Arkansas, they were trying to um, desegregate some schools, and, and he's standing there. And so going back, you know, like Kevin Hart, you know, hosts the Oscars. Oh, wait, you did a gay joke 10 years ago. He goes, yeah, I've grown from then. I don't do those jokes anymore. Well, now you don't get the Oscars. So what about the nuance of growing and learning? Yeah, and I'll say this. I think in if we stick with Jerry Jones for a second, I think what was more LeBron's point from the interview was the white media glosses over problematic white people, but they never gloss over problematic people of color. And they beat that story into the ground. And he often is the person who has to defend it or discuss it. And that's not okay. So the nuances of the story I don't think matter. The, the glaring whiteness in how white media protects white people subconsciously is what's relevant. We should do a podcast together called Glaring Whiteness. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right, 1,000 Yeses presents in association with the Harnish Foundation Deconstructing Karen. It is out on uh, video on demand right now, and we've been talking to the woman behind it, Patty Ivans Sprecht. Congratulations on the film. Thanks for coming by. I appreciate you, Tom. Thanks, everybody. All right, and uh, yeah, when you think about my show, I mean, what do you think about? I mean, you think about tackling racism in film. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on the other side with Danny Werfel.
I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495 That's 800-788-1495 People who come to Cricket stay with Cricket. Why is that? Well, if you ask someone with one of the latest and greatest phones from Cricket, they might tell you it's because of the amazing phones. Like the new iPhone 14 that lets you capture stunning photos in low and bright light. Plus, they'd probably tell you about the fast nationwide 5G included with all plans that lets you stream, text, talk, and more, all at 5G speeds. Yeah, they might mention something like that. Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket 5G is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and other restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Teams have four attempts to move the ball ten yards. So if you see a graphic on your screen that says first and ten, that means it's the team's first attempt to get ten yards. be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right, that's elaborate. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated in San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. 
It's our pleasure. It's been a while, but we're uh, welcoming welcoming back the 1996 Heisman Trophy winner, Danny Warfel, uh, once again to the show. And uh, he's here to uh, talk about uh, the Home Depot College Football Awards show on December 8th because uh, one of the most meaningful uh, awards, uh, it's basically, uh, I would say, the Walter Payton Humanity Award for college football. It's the Warfel Trophy. And, uh, Danny, welcome back to the show. Three finalists, Dylan Gibbons from Florida State, Tanner Morgan from Minnesota, and Patrick Fields from Stanford. Now, the old Gator in you, are you kind of rooting against Dylan Gibbons? <laughs> well, first of all, Rick, it's great to be back with you. Thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, there's a, there's a part of that uh, garnet and gold thing that gets my blood moving. <laughs> I feel, still think I have a few dislocated joints from some late hits. <laughs> but uh, actually, my my sister went to Florida State. My nephews go to Florida State, so uh, there, there's still some love there. And uh, regardless of the uniforms they wear, these three young men um, represent uh, uh, over a hundred nominees that have done incredible work all over the country. And these three are the best of the best when it comes to using their platforms and their humanity and who they are to make a difference in the world. And that's why they're the finalists for the Warfel Trophy. Going back a little bit, I, I have rel- I'm German American. I have relatives in in Dusseldorf, and I know you played for the the Rhine Fire. When you were there, did anyone tell you that they should you should put a umlaut over your U and get rid of the E? <laughs> I've heard a lot of different things, um, but uh, it was fun because apparently Werfel means like dice or ice, and so people would wear dice on their heads and 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 Werfel. And there was a lot, a lot of excitement about playing in Dusseldorf, that's for sure. You should have come back and said, my new name is Danny Dice. I like it. Ah, I'm dealing, baby. <laughs> so when you were growing up, did you, and, you know, you're obviously a, um, a, a Florida guy, but you kind of bounced around a little bit with your, your dad in the Air Force. So was it always going to be the Gators? Where, where else did you almost go? Well, so there was, you know, I was born in Pensacola, but then we moved all over. So I had very, very little allegiance anywhere. Uh, probably my favorite team was Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, because mm-hmm. I lived there the year Mike Rozier won the Heisman. Wow. And then, um, you know, uh, my older sister went to Florida State, so I kind of thought maybe I would be leaning there. I was mainly recruited that the three visits I took that I considered was Alabama, Florida State, and Florida, and I loved all three of them. I loved all three coaches. It was tough, uh, but at the end, you know, for me, the chance to play for Coach Spurrier as a quarterback. And then secondly, the University of Florida is just an incredible academic institution. A lot of people don't realize that it. it's now a top five public universities in the country. And so just to get an education from there uh, would mean a lot as well. Well, I think about, well, first of all, you won the Davey O'Brien twice, which just doesn't happen. Even if you are the best guy twice, they give it to somebody else. So that that was amazing. But the Dratty, no no one knows about the Dratty. And if you take, you got to be a great player, you got to help in the community, but you also have to be an academic as well. And, and I played D two football, and it was hard enough for me to be a good student. So how were you able to keep it together and be such a great student as well? Well, there's a lot of great support at Florida. Um, I think, you know, I think part of it, I'll just be very grateful. I, ha- I have a mind that kind of remembers things well, so I could memorize, and a lot of education sometimes is just really, unfortunately, memorization, and so that, that helped me a lot, and um, I was just able to, to, to do well and, and really appreciate it. Yeah, they've renamed the Dratty, is now called the Campbell, 
and um, just really thankful to to have been a part of that and won that award. When I was working for Sports Channel in the early '90s, we would show the Florida games with Emmett Smith and 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 Shane Matthews. And uh, with the, when you were on like your re- recruiting visit, was it those guys that kind of said, "Hey, man, you got to come here"? Well, um, Emmett had already left, so Shane actually was my host, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was dating just a beautiful, beautiful uh, cheerleader. And then her little sister uh, was really pretty as well and really sweet. And I got there, and they're like, hey, let's all go out to a movie. And that didn't hurt. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing, too. When you go on a South Bend and everybody's bundled up in a ski jacket and then you're down there, the scenery is a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot lot of uh, advantages and disadvantages of all the different geographies. That's true. Do you remember what the movie was? Ooh, uh, I don't. Yeah. Well, and she must she must, been, she must have been really pretty if you don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> she was very smart and very kind, and we had a, a wonderful visit, but that was all there was to it. Yes. All right, let's talk about the Warful Trophy. First of all, how surreal is it that it's named after you and you haven't been dead for 50 years? This is pretty cool to enjoy it, right? Well, yeah, and put a little pressure as well. Uh, you don't want to mess it up either. Um, yeah, no, it's an incredible honor. At first, I, when they mentioned another college award, I was like, that's the last thing the world needs is another college award. But the, when I learned more that they really wanted it to focus on community service, that really meant a lot. So I, I feel very honored. We've, we've had 17 amazing winners uh, and just really impressed with these three finalists and all that they've done. And um, just it's been great to be a part of it. I had uh, on my show about an hour and a half ago, Barrett Jones. How's that for timing, huh? Nice, nice. Man. He's one of, the, one of the great ones that won it and has done great things and just is a really sharp, I'm sure that was a fun conversation. He's a, he's a smart and witty and, and great human being. Yeah, it was really fun talking to him, a little college football there. And also, you know, it's funny when I look at the list, a lot of people say, why did you give Courtney Love of the award? Because she's really gross. And you're like, nah, it's, it's, a, it's a different Courtney Love. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. All right, so it's got to be incredibly challenging for your selection committee. I mean, you had a hundred and nine FBS nominees. How do you, how did you get to these three? Once again, Dylan Gibbons, Tanner Morgan, Patrick Fields. Yeah, well, first it's it's a really impressive list of guys, and as as we grow as a foundation, one of my goals is to be able to tell more and more of the stories, other than just the winner or the finalist, but all the nominees deserve to be recognized, and so we're working hard to do that. Uh, we have a group that uh, kind of uh, votes out of the 105 to get it down to the semifinalists, which is usually 10 to 12, and then we have a national selection committee that includes uh, me, all the former winners, a few members of my family, and several uh, in the sports media field and, and just different folks that we all vote on really the, the bulk of work of their community service. And then that that brings us down to three finalists. But I have to say, um, never before, I mean, the, of all the semifinals, all of them really deserved to be finalists. And so it was really difficult to pick the three and then to, you know, to, to know who's going to win is going to break all of our hearts because that means the other two didn't get to, and they, they're deserving as well. So you're going to take the winner to the Downtown Athletic Club with you? You're going to be a guest? Yeah, the Heisman uh, Trophy Trust invited our winner this year to come to all the festivities. 
to be at the press conference, to go and be on the TV show, and also to the gala and sit on the dais. They they really want to help uh, bring rise uh, raise the visibility of this award. They think it's it's worthy uh, of their support, and that just means the world to me. You know, each year um, I go to to Army Navy USAA is is very nice to to send me out. We do a radio row show there the the day before, nice. and then after the game, we all the media were taken to a private party, and we all watch. The Heisman, uh, and nice. I, I remember when uh, Kyler Murray got it. I said, "I said I'll see you in spring training" because I still thought he was going to go to the A's <laughs> at that point. Yeah. I didn't know he'd be the number one overall pick. But when you go back and you see some of the great names in the history of football, and then just guys who won the Heisman, you know, Gino Toretta, Eric Crouch, like that. But what's it like to be in that fraternity? It's a pretty surreal experience. Um, it's an iconic group of guys. There's some incredible personalities. There's a wide range of, of just different types of people and what they're doing with their lives, and it's just a really eclectic group. Uh, we enjoy it every year, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing these guys this weekend. So for you, when you think about the positive impact on society, inspiring greater service and i just think about you know so many people give back and not just visiting sick people in hospitals or helping out at the va or you know uh whatever food drives uh working with with uh you know pets do do you sort of keep raising the bar every year i mean uh, these stories from these three young men must be pretty incredible to be the last three really is there's all different types of things you know Tanner Morning, Tanner Morgan at Minnesota has just been through so much. He lost his father and has done some incredible work with uh, getting hats for kids with cancer and, and some real touching moments through that story. Patrick Fields ha- has done an incredible job working in his underserved neighborhood where he grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has done, uh, I think, some absolutely incredible work w- working with the youth there and has just an incredibly bright future. And Dylan Gibbons at Florida State, uh, has really used the NIL opportunities to create uh, GoFundMes where he started raising money to, to help some kids in need. And then uh, it was so successful that now he started a nonprofit that is helping leverage all other athletes to do the same thing. So it's sort of using this new NIL opportunity not to be selfish but to make the world better. So very awesome, three amazing individuals. And like I said before, they all deserve uh, to win the award for sure. Last question for you. When you were on campus in college and you saw they were selling number seven jerseys, did you just think, oh, that's pretty cool? Or did you think, man, I'd like to get a piece of that? I'm sure both those thoughts went through my mind. Um, I was walking through the uh, Florida football locker room the other day and nobody was there. And I was thirsty and there was like this little cooler with water in there. And I thought, you know what? I think I deserve a water. So I took a water without asking. I, I did confess to the coach and the athletic director, and they said that that's fine. So, uh, yeah, no, it is interesting. It's an interesting world we live in, and um, uh, I'm sure I could have made a good bit of money back then, but you know what? I'm blessed more than I can uh, imagine. Our needs are taken care of as a family, and we, we're, we're blessed enough to help others. So uh, all good. Not just an All-American. Sammy Baugh Trophy, two-time Davey O'Brien. Dratty Award, Walter Camp, Johnny Unitas, Golden Arm, Maxwell, and the big daddy of them all, the Heisman. And now, of course, as we were just talking about, the Warfel Trophy. And uh, just a couple more days, we'll find out uh, the winner of that. Danny, great talking to you, man. Congratulations and have a great time out there. 
Thanks, Rick. Take care, bud. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. I joined the Army because my father and my brother were in the Army. I thought I'd better join before I got drafted. Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. There was one?
tittle always goes commando. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And um, just wrapping up the whole thing about John Robinson, the GM, being fired <clears throat> in Tennessee, the uh, owner there, <clears throat> AD, Amy Adams Strunk. Yes, Strunk Driving. I want to thank, I'm mature. I want to thank John for his dedicated work to set this organization on an upward trajectory. I wish him and his family best. Well, he was hired um, six years ago after three years as the Buccaneers director of player personnel. Tennessee never had a losing season under his watch. The first four, they were nine and seven, then they went 11 and five and 12 and five in the last two. But, since going to the AFC Championship game, they're 0-2 in playoff appearances. Is it his fault that Tannehill filled through that dumb interception against Cincinnati? I guess it is. Uh, they have a three-game lead in the AFC South, but they're fresh off a blow-off loss to the Eagles, and they were bad on both sides of the ball. And uh, I mentioned Tannehill. He came in and... Um, he made the trade for Tannehill, and he drafted Derrick Henry in the second round when Reggie McKenzie took Jahad Ward with the pick before, which makes me sick. <clears throat> but um, And then A.J. Brown as well. And um, they had some failed contract talks in the summer, and so they got traded to the Eagles, and then Brown publicly criticized the uh, Titans uh, after that as well. And so it's all gone a bit pear-shaped. But uh, what this says to me, I'm not there. You're not there. But what this says to me is just uh, the owner saw the, the team lose and go, that's it, I'm firing him. That's what it means to me. That's it, I'm firing him. That's all. That, that, that's the way uh, that, it, that it went down. I'm Rick Tittle. <laughs> it's that simplistic. Come on back on Sports Byline. we got another hour. Radio News with Tim Berg. New CDC data shows flu hospitalizations and deaths are on. The health agency says hospitals are being stressed with a high number of people with other respiratory illnesses like RSV and COVID. House and Senate leaders on Tuesday awarded congressional gold medals to police who protected the Capitol during the riots on January 6th. House Minority Leader from California, Kevin McCarthy, says they protected many from harm. These brave men and women in uniform stood strong in the line of duty for our country, and we're grateful for that. This congressional gold medal commemorates their courage, professionalism, and patriotism. Time is running out to ship those holiday gifts. Holiday shopping deadlines are getting closer. FedEx says boxes sent with standard ground shipping must be received by December 14th, while UPS is directing customers to their website 
for an estimate on ground shipments. The post office says retail ground and first-class mail parcels and envelopes need to go out by December 17th. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. The alleged murderer suspected of killing five people at a Colorado LGBTQ nightclub is being charged with 305 counts. The suspect is accused of walking in Club Q on 19th in Colorado Springs and opening fire. The charges include murder, attempted murder, assault, and bias-motivated crimes. A rise in shoplifting across Walmart stores could lead to prices and stores closing. CEO Doug McMillan saying and stores are taking measures to stop it. He's calling on local cities to take shoplifting cases seriously and keep prices at the level they're at now. This is USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? A recent for Morgan Silver Dollar Coins has been found. These gorgeous 1904 Silver Dollar Coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck. This is a for Silver Dollar collectors and only a limited quantity are available. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone interested in silver coins. Just call government at 222-1975 and you are guaranteed a mint condition 1904 Old Morgan Silver Dollar. The iconic old mint mark of the New Orleans Mint, the final year of production. But with limited quantity, you must call now. These 1904 O silver coins are still in uncirculated condition. That is 117 years of history you can hold in your hand. To learn more, call 1-800-222-1975. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's Bonus Package, a $25 value free with every order. Call one 800 222 975 now to secure your 1904 Morgan Silver Dollars before they sell out. That's 1-800-222-1975. Senators Kirsten Sinema and Tom Tillis are reportedly pushing a bipartisan deal that supports Dreamers and also allocates money for border security. Dreamers are illegal immigrants with temporary residency protections because they were brought into the country illegally at a young age by their parents. On Fox Business, Tennessee Republican Congressman Chuck Fleischman explains why he thinks the House's priority should be securing the border. I applaud uh, Senator Tillis and Senator Sinema for attempting to do something, but the larger picture, the abysmal failure of the Biden border policy or lack of a border policy is out there. It's hurting this country. Every to address it. An investigation continues as thousands of North Carolinians remain without power. The power is still down in Moore County, North Carolina, 48 hours after they went out in what authorities are calling a targeted attack on the county's power grid. Nearly 40,000 homes and businesses have no electricity. Investigators are who fired guns at two power substations and why. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. President Biden will be in Phoenix today. That's where he and the founder of a Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company will announce the company will open a second chip plant. For Bloomberg. Improve fuel mileage. Chevron Techron fuel system. O'Reilly Auto Parts. A clean fuel system can increase your vehicle's performance and gas mileage. Get Chevron Techron fuel system cleaner starting at $9.99 and earn 10 times O rewards points on your purchase. Get the most out of every gallon. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or shop O'ReillyAuto.com today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome to the show. Portugal and Switzerland now underway, trying to find who will snag the last quarterfinal spot. And uh, Ronaldo is on the bench, huh? Yeah. And uh, do we know what's going on with that? I don't know, but Ronaldo is not starting. And... They're going to play Morocco. So basically, whoever wins this game is going to think they're going to walk to the semifinal. Switzerland has not made it past this stage since they hosted the World Cup. That was in 1954. So they got a something has to give. <clears throat> and um, so we'll, we'll watch that. We'll see what's up with Cristiano Ronaldo. And that's something, too, that when people just say Ronaldo, I get it. It's kind of like saying LT. LT is Lawrence Taylor. But some people think that are younger, that LT means Ladena and Tomlinson. It, it doesn't. LT is Lawrence Taylor. He invented it. But then again, I say Sugar Ray Leonard, and that's Sugar Ray Robinson. He stole it from him. It just depends what generation you're with. But there's Ronaldo, the great Brazilian striker, who at the final of France 98 had a Simone Biles meltdown. But back then, you didn't have mental breaks. You just kept going. And uh, France won easily. Zinedine Zidane. And uh, also, um, <clears throat> what was the name of that guy with the ponytail? It'll come back to me. I didn't like that guy because he played for Arsenal. Maybe that's why I'm forgetting his name. Um, but uh, anyway, Cristiano Ronaldo, it says Ronaldo on the back, but he's not Ronaldo. He's Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody knows that. I thought it was great when I had um, Lee Majors on, who was great on Friday that I said, Stone Cold Steve Austin, get out of here. Steve Austin's Air Force Colonel. And he goes, yeah, he named himself after me. I'm like, oh, well, I don't feel as bad now. All right, 1-800-878-PLAY. We're going to talk a little NBA with Mick Yardley and then Scott Capurro, stand-up comedian in studio. Been with me many, many times. Bay Area guy, hilarious. He's at the punchline. 1-800-878-PLAY to call in. Come on back. 
Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast-to-coast around the Globe on American Forces Network. Also, it's 11-12. We check in with one of our friends Monday through Friday at this time from Pro Wagering, and it's our main homie, Mick the Pick Yardley. We always talk NBA. And, um, Mick, it's interesting with the the Lakers. The way that Anthony Davis is playing right now, 
Uh, and of course, the LeBron window is not shutting tight, but it's getting, uh, of course, smaller. The the Lakers now have been playing really well lately. They've won eight out of ten. Um, do you go ahead and make the trade that Rob Palenka has been been waiting on? And and who would it be? I mean, do you try to get a a Kyrie? Do you get a, a heel, the Turner? I mean, what would you do right now if you're the Lakers? Well, the Lakers, yeah, they are they like an MVP out there the last few games. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you give it a little more time because you, you got some, got some time till the trade. The trade deadline's what, in like February, like early February? So I think I think you give it a little more time because it's still right on the edge. It's still an early season. Uh, let the... Let the you know, let the guys play a little bit, see if they build, because with chem- chemistry's the big thing in the NBA. So if this team's playing really well right now, you'll let them do it. And, you know, the trade, yeah, wow, wouldn't that be crazy if Kyrie ended up coming back to the Lakers with reunite with LeBron. But, yeah, it is L.A., so at some point, you know, if, if they start getting it together more, then then you bring in... Then you bring in that Kyrie, I agree. You know, if you start getting to keep it up the next week or two, I think you go I think you make the move. You know, the Mariners when they made the playoffs, that meant that the Kings now of the four major sports in North America have the longest playoff drought. But as I look at the standings today and see them as the five seed, they're not going to win the title. But can Kings fans finally start dreaming about maybe a postseason for the first time in almost twenty years? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think this Kings team is pretty good. They're, uh, I think it'll sustain too. They, I mean, this team can really score. But it's like last week when I was on, we were talking about that trade. I think that trade between the Kings and the Pacers last year, Pacers went after Halliburton and the Kings got Sabonis and some other players. I know there were other players involved in that, but yeah, that, I think it's a trade that really benefited both teams because they were both going in different directions, and I think each of those pieces fit into that you know, direction for both teams pretty well. So, yeah, I think the Kings are pretty good. Uh, Malik Monk's really stepped up and played well. You know, you got Sabonis, Monk, and then there's other guys on the Kings that are playing well. But, yeah, I think it's sustained. I do. I think... I think this is the year that they, you know, break that drought. When you think about Victor Wembanyama, it's with a lottery. the The bottom three teams all have the same odds. It's whatever fourteen, seventeen percent, somewhere in there. But if you're San Antonio, Houston, Orlando, Detroit, your your Pistons, there, Mick, how much how much are you? really looking ahead because you know I, I thought the Pistons with with uh, Ivy and Cunningham I kind of thought maybe they were going to take the next step and maybe threaten to be a play-in team but but they look like they're just going to spin their wheels and their Pistons again here yeah uh well I gotta say I I like Jade and Ivy a lot he can I mean for a rookie he's playing really well I mean, he could score the ball Cunningham he's, he's just been hurt you know, and, and you know, it's just a shame because some of these players are, are really talented, but they're just injury prone. And you know, and for me, it's a guy like John Morant. Like I love 
no doubt. But just injury prone. Like some people are just injury prone, and you know, and it, and it sucks, I guess. But as far as the Pistons go, I think they're. You know, they need to add a couple more pieces around. I think the Pistons are a year or two away from being a good team. If they keep that center there and go out and get the right free agents draft right over the next year. I mean, Cunningham, he's only a sophomore in the league. Ivy, a rookie, but man, Jaden Ivy could score when he really wants to. So, yeah, I mean, they're there. They just... They just got to build an identity. I think a lot of it is some of these teams just don't have an identity. It's, you know, a lot of them teams are bottom of the standings. And once they find it, I think they can move forward. You think about the Clippers who had to kind of hold down the fort while Kyrie was out with the last six games. He comes in, hits the game winner to win at Charlotte on the road. They're in a pretty good spot right now where they are. Do you kind of look for the Clippers to, to take the next step with a healthy Kawhi, or do you still look at him that you, that you know him a guy that's going to watch his uh, workload like he kind of did in Toronto? Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> the Clippers. That was that was a pretty good win yesterday. I actually had a bet in that one yesterday against the Hornets. Uh, I had the over in that one, so that ended up hitting. I think it was like two seventeen and a half. But yeah, uh, uh, Kawhi. Yeah, I mean he's. Kawhi's just one of those players, like, you know, if he's healthy, he's good to go. If he's hurt, then that's just not good. So, you know, the Clippers, they're, they're you know, if the Clippers are healthy, they're going to be in contention. I think with the current roster they have, I think they're, they're right in contention if they're healthy. But, you know, we know watching them over the last two, three years, it's tough for them to be fully healthy. So, you know, if they're, if they're healthy, they're in it. I, I love their roster. they got a lot of guys. They play defense. You know, even a guy like Zubach down low, I mean, he, he's just like a vacuum for rebounds and blocks. And, I mean, the guy just protects the rim real well. So, yeah, if they're healthy, they're, they're in the mix, no doubt, with that roster. Draymond Green, <laughs> he's always talking. He lately said that he would take LeBron over MJ as the greatest of all time. And, of course, there's been rumors about maybe Draymond going to the Lakers in some fashion as well, which would be weird. I, it wouldn't shock me, but do you, do you think he says stuff like that to kind of get the wheels moving towards L.A.? Like, LeBron's the greatest of all time. I want to play with him. Well, yeah, I mean, it's no secret that LeBron is pretty you know, pretty good friends with those Warriors guys, you know, like Curry, uh, Draymond. Um, yeah, I, I think Draymond, Draymond's like a motivator. You know, I think he's, you know, I, I fully think he'll stay in Golden State, but you never really know with the, in the NBA what can happen. Um, I, you know, I think he wants to see the, the, the wheels start going this season with the Warriors. And it kind of has. It has. They, you know, they started off really poor, and they and they've got it together over the last week, week or so, and you know, gotten some wins. So, yeah, I mean, wow, that would be crazy though if he did go to the Lakers. But I just don't see where Draymond would even fit in with with the Lakers. You know, as far as uh, you know, just talent or position or needs go for the Lakers. 
But, <clears throat> hey, that, that'd be funny, though, if he ended up going to the Lakers. Never know. Mick, the pick, Yardley, and you have a win streak going before we let you go? Yeah, oh, well, I did. I ended up, lo- I ended up losing a one-unit play on Sunday. But before that, I had an eight-win streak going. Wow. And then yesterday, I got it back. So I'm currently 9-1 and one in my last 10. And I wanted to give out a free play on air tonight. Yep. Uh, I'm going to, against the Lakers, like we were talking about, I think the Cavs, they did play a few weeks ago, and the Cavs won by 14. Uh, I think Garland and Mitchell are too much for the Lakers tonight. That's minus four and a half. That's my pick for the day. Mick Yardley from Pro Wagering. Mick, always good stuff. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Yes, coming up next, Scott Capurro from the Punchline in Studio. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. 
Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. All right, thank you for that, and uh, come on in and get heard. We're waiting on uh, Scott Capurro, so the lines are open if you want to jump in. 1-800-878-PLAY. A couple reports out of the NFL. Lamar Jackson has a PCL sprain. He's out one to three weeks. Uh, ouch. Um... Jerry Jones said he wanted to see uh, uh, Beckham work out before he signed him. He basically said, I'm not going to sign him unless I see him work out, which I also think uh, is uh, fair enough. But then again, he might be like, I got nothing to prove. I'm Odell Beckham Jr. So if you like it or lump it, uh, it's like, "Can can you run around a little bit? What? Can you run around a little bit? No, I won't. Once again, the Buccaneers looked dead last night. Tom Brady, despite trailing by 13 points by with five minutes left against New Orleans, they stormed back 17-16 victory for Tampa Bay. They are now 500. They stay atop the NFC South. And, yes, that helps them a lot, but it also made more history for Tom Brady. 45 years old, with his 44th career come-from-behind win in the fourth quarter or overtime, passing Peyton Manning, who was covering the game on uh, ESPN2. That stat has been a stat since 1960, by the way. It also marked Brady's second 13-plus fourth quarter comeback. All right, let's all love him. And let's go to Oakland because we have Chris. How you doing, Chris? Yeah, Rick, that's, a, that's great to talk to Tom Brady as a former Raider fan. And I guess your Raiders are doing okay. Huh? They're starting to win a little bit there. Your Raiders? We're talking about potentially your Raiders potentially might uh, you know, make a little run towards playoffs. So no. good, good for you. Good for Mark Davis. You know, we love him in Oakland. And, uh, yeah, screw that guy. He still owes like $50 million on the, uh, on the, uh, the Coliseum uh, for Mount Davis. You know, the city of Oakland, unfortunately, when they did the deal with the Raiders and they brought him back in 95, and I, you know, Oakland taxpayer, I wanted him back. I had tickets for 23 years. 
they didn't put a clause in there that if the Raiders left, they'd have to pay the money back. Whereas in the Warriors, when they redid the or, or Oracle Arena in 97 or whatever it was called back then, um, we did put a, put a thing in there. So actually when the Warriors moved to San Francisco, they had to pay the, the city of Oakland $40 bucks. So I never, You know, this sounds bad, and you know, I had a house in Oakland. I was an Oakland taxpayer for a long time. I don't care about any of that stuff. You're up in Montclair. You're a big Montclair guy. No, right? I was not Montclair. <laughs> I was I was off 35th. I was in East Oakland. But I'm just telling 35th. you, I, yeah, I, I really don't. I really, it was worth to get them back. Uh, it was 100%. worth. It was worth every penny. And uh, yeah, so it's like I don't. I don't usually. And I agree. And I agree. And you know, and again, you know, we uh, and I've said this before on your show that, and I've talked to you personally about this. You know, when they had the mayor's election in 2016, Mayor Schaaf came in. They had a poll of the top 20 issues in Oakland. And keeping the Raiders in Oakland was 20th out of 20. So guys like you and me, big sports fans that realize the larger benefit to society of sports and, and what it means for your city, you know, we're few and far between, especially in a city like Oakland, which is run by. Anyway. Hey, I, I was going to ask you, did you get your Shen Yun tickets yet? I know it's that time of year. I know you're a big Shen Yun guy. I've been seeing the ads all over the place. So Yeah, do you know that it's, uh, it's outlawed in China? Did you know that? Well, that... So now, so again, I went to China maybe 15 years ago, went to Beijing right before the Olympics, and I saw basically the same type of show, which is, you know, awesome. It's art and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But, you know, now it becomes like some big political thing, and with, you know, people protesting and your your, uh, president over there just taking a third term, um, you know. Who's that? Good for that, man. Good good for Shen Yun to to keep it going. Um, I I didn't hear your uh, take on Monday about the U.S., uh, uh, you know, loss to Netherlands. It wasn't really a big surprise. Um, You know, the more I watched your buddy Polishik, I mean, so you said that he plays for Chelsea, right? And he doesn't, he doesn't even get on the, on the, on the pitch. He's like a a reserve and he was our best guy. Mm -hmm. That, that's just. And our, our goalie is a backup too. He doesn't start. Oh, he doesn't start for Man City, Man City, right? No, no, that was Zach Steffen. He didn't even make the team. Turner's a backup for Arsenal. But he's a backup because they okay they weren't saying that on the oh yeah I mean he had a real rough well, game it was, against Netherlands well it wasn't his fault um, listen those guys were unmarked it, it, it had, Turner couldn't no goalie in the world could have done anything about those goals these guys so were said okay so for the the novice like me when you say unmarked he, they weren't guarded they're just they're just standing there and you know they then yeah. they just stroke the ball right in the back of the net how are you going to win if you don't guard people yeah yeah. I, I like that kid. That's what Scott Capurro that... always says. Okay. All right, well, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> Who's the kid that had the, the I was it McCray or something, that had the red, white, and blue in the hair? I, I, I thought he had really three good games in the, in the round, but then the, the game against Netherlands, he just he didn't look good at all. McKinney. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. All McKinney, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah we, you know what? Speaking of Scott Capurro, he's in the studio now. There you go. Well, all right, Rick, thanks for always taking hey, my call, cr- and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. Thanks for the chiming in. That's uh, Chris in uh, Oakland and uh, Scott Capurro. Uh, normally punctual. Is that the punchline? <laughs> I thought I made it. No, you're in. Hey, it's good to see you, buddy. You too. I don't think Chris from Oakland is a fan. Just I just a perception. Yeah, when I said that's what Scaparo said, he kind of went, eh. It's ever since Star Wars. He doesn't like you anymore. He, moved on. he thinks I've sold out. I've been watching the World Cup because my husband's obsessed. We were up at 7 a.m. this morning. He's I'm Brazilian, sure. right? He is, yeah. He's mm-hmm. very, there's going to be gnawing and tearing up on Saturday, I'm sure. So, uh, Richarlison, who plays for my favorite team, I don't know how into it you are about the Selecao and Fuchiball and all that, but uh, he plays for my favorite team, Tottenham. So I, I do have a little bit more interest in Brazil than I normally do, but have you been down to Brazil and met the family and all that? Yeah, a couple, not the family, but I've been to there with my husband a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. 
Is it, where, where was the family, or is it still like persona non grata because it's so Catholic? They live uh, near Sao Paulo. He sees them about once or twice a year. And in Brazil, uh, volleyball is the national sport, uh-huh. and football is the religion. That's how they say it. There. Uh, yeah. They're absolutely obsessive. Every game, especially the Brazil games, the family joins, they make a meal, they make an event out of every game if they can. It's really fun there right now. 2014, the host of the World Cup, and in the second round, they got knocked out by Germany 7-1. to one. And when I had Hoist Gracie, who his father basically invented um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it was at Super Bowl 50, and he sat down with me. And he's a little guy, but I said, uh, do you, how much do you care about that, like when the Germans won 7-1? to one? He goes, do you want me to come across this table? <laughs> and I was like, I guess I shouldn't bring that up. My husband didn't re- recover for quite a while, actually. We, well, we were here, and we watched it. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt as though this is why I stopped watching the World Cup at that time. It seemed to me the game has been thrown. It seemed quite obvious, actually, by one of the most famous players in the world that he'd thrown the game, complained about a bad back, and then was filmed and photographed shopping in a mall. That's Neymar, yeah. And, um, you know, my husband's perception at the time was for a lot of the players on national teams, it's really not to their benefit. They're already incredibly wealthy. They don't need the money. And if they lose, then they're pariahs in their own country. And they'd rather not deal with that. They'd rather just do their job, play for Man United or Chelsea, get their money, and go home and have a nice life. Mm -hmm. That for them, this hype is almost too much. And you can see them on the field under grave amounts of pressure. They'd rather not experience, especially someone in Neymar's position, who's obviously an icon, one of the greatest players in the world. Mm -hmm. And he's playing well this time with an injured foot. But we're still afraid that it's giving him an excuse to throw the game. Which mm, bring your mic up just a teeny oh, bit that there. They've, they've thrown the game, which, which, again, they've done in the past. Uh-huh. There's a lot of cash flowing around. And a lot of my gay friends are banning because of what's happened in Qatar, what the government has said, not too uh, far away past. Uh, my feeling is, mm-hmm. you know, there are seven teams playing the World Cup this year from governments who oppose marriage equality and homosexuality in the first place. Mm. So FIFA hasn't been playing by its own rules for since its own formation. It's nothing new. Well, this, this whole World Cup is yeah. was a scam from the beginning. Uh, exactly. It's a country with one city. They had to build nine temporary stadia. Thousands, killed 6,500 people doing it. Yeah, thousands of people yeah. perished. Although um, I've played guitar. You know, I've been to Doha a couple times. Have you? Oh, yeah. I play electric guitar. <laughs> hey, well, you you've, you've done Doha, huh? I have. Wow, how did Literally. that go? You can't um, hold hands with anybody. You get arrested. Well, that's not actually accurate. There's a lot uh-huh. of Syrian hairdressers that follow you back to your hotel room. <laughs> if you do everything inside the hotel, <laughs> then it's fine. Right. As long as you can afford a room, you can afford gay sex, apparently, is the rule mm-hmm. there. They don't... It's not that they're... You know, they're, they're only homophobic in the way that they don't want you publicly displaying. So it's like Bill but Clinton, don't ask, everyone. don't tell. Right, exactly. Which is true of heterosexual relationships as well. But also... They don't want you taking playing a political role, like, I'm gay and I want rights. Mm-hmm. But you're in the lobby, and there is an awful lot of male couples hanging out. Where's all the wives? Down the hall. Mm. And um, a lot of drug use, too, mm-hmm. privately. When they see a rainbow, do they get mad? Um, they break into song like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Capurro is with us. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back. He's at the punchline right here on Battery Street. You make sure to check him out. Stand-up comedian extraordinaire. We'll see you in a second. Tell me who's watching, who's watching me. I always feel like somebody's watching me, and I have no privacy. Oh, 
Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. When do broadcasters go too far? Where does hilarity stop and vulgarity begin? I remember how it all began. I used to sing dirty raps to my east side fans back then. I knew you couldn't stop this rap. No MC could rock like that. Vince style came, the bass got deeper. He gave up the mic and bought you a beeper. Do you want to rap or sell? Don't ask Rick Tittle to bring it, because it already done got brought. Oh, it done got brought. When you have Scott Capuro in studio, mm-hmm. it no, done got brought. <laughs> He's at the punchline. Um, tell us. Celebrating my 60th birthday on Saturday, actually. No way. Happy birthday. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. I'm at 5'7". I'm a little yeah, bit behind you. Great. I paid a lot for this hairpiece. 
<laughs> I remember one time you went through the list of the words for because bear is big fat gay guy, yeah. and then you Don't said say like fat. no, that no, now you're just fat shaming. Though. Oh, it's fat shaming. Yeah. Then you went like beaver, wolf, ocelot. You had like I don't think there's beaver. <laughs> Ocelot's a good one too. There's wolf. There's oh, a, beaver's a different category. There, that's, that's more your area. Um, there's um bear, cub, otter, and wolf are the ones I know about. Yeah. And and cub is a is a mini bear, younger. Mini oh, mini bear. bear. Yeah. So a bear is a big kind of you know a big gay guy that's a bit hairy. That you know the bears they're adorable. And then a cub is a younger version of that. An otter is a thinner, less hairy version of a cub. And then a wolf is uh, what? A, it's a it's a bear with AIDS. So yeah, that's oh. uh, that's all, the, and that's fine too, right? We've all got our <laughs> we've all got our. Uh, I, I remind you of jokes that you told at the old Cobbs at Fisherman's Wharf oh, when uh, you said you mentioned to somebody you were gay, and they go, "How long do you have to live?" Yeah, that was the one that actually happened. And uh, so it didn't always get a, lot, a laugh because, as it turns out, the Simpsons are wrong. Just because it's real doesn't mean it's funny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, you know, I, I've had a lot of luck with my work, and, and I feel like I wanted to celebrate all the stuff that Punchline has given me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're my home club, really. For sure. And uh, when, I, when I realized my 60th was approaching, I called the people that promote and produce shows there, and I said, would you mind? And they, they seem thrilled about it. I'm really excited. Whether people come, I have no idea. I mean, I wish the Chronicle would stop releasing COVID numbers because they just released this 100% increase yesterday in the yeah. media, and there's 700 people but do people still? Do people still, I mean, I think we're so, like, numb. Uh, you know, I hope. Yeah. Are, but I don't know. It might it might. Nah, I don't think people sales. care as much. I, as I hope not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, went to a yoga class last night. There were five people there, and we were masked. Oh, so I, I don't know. I, I I can't go back again for I the ninth either. time. I'd rather just drop dead. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it almost killed me in the first place. The first year I was okay, but after March of 2021, I just started losing losing my stuff, and I, I just I, I I missed being around people. My job is very social, which I kind of neglected to remember until I just had no social life. Mm-hmm. I just needed something, some contact, and suddenly it kind of I thought was going to return, and I thought when the floodgates opened, it would pour in. But in terms of live performance, and a mm-hmm. lot of clubs and musicians are talking about this in the media, it hasn't come back. I right. mean, for huge stars, of course it has. Yeah. Um, for Taylor Swift, yeah. Yeah, of course. She's mm-hmm. gonna, although she's bitching and moaning, as she always has. But anyway, uh, even though she's a beautiful, talented woman, she's still got things to complain about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for comics and some smaller-time musicians, it just hasn't come back. I thought about you the other day. I was driving by a dump. No, I thought about you the other day because I was listening to a podcast with Al Franken. Mm. And it's this hilarious joke, this uh, non-PC Jeopardy thing. It said, uh, what would be a terrible Hanukkah present for Anne Frank? And the answer was a drum set. <laughs> and I remember you saying at the Anne Frank, which is a great joke, right? <laughs> uh, and I remember you saying when you went to the Anne Frank house, get some merch. Get some Anne Frankfurters. Oh, I'm so jealous of the Jews, all that merch. Um, yes. Because <laughs> uh, the Holocaust Museum, the gays aren't even mentioned. I, we went to the one uh, in Berlin. We were in Berlin a few months ago. And we thought, let's go. You know, we've avoided it, as you would the Holocaust. But we're there, and we thought, you know, I want to see how the Because 10,000 mm-hmm. gay men died, you know. I thought, well, Sam Morell says... It's. It wasn't all because I guess that one of those Marjorie Taylor Brown. When she said, "You know what? 
it wasn't all Jews. And he goes, it wasn't, but it was kind of our thing. Yeah, yeah. they've marketed it yeah. well, and they've cornered it, which I'm jealous of. And so we went, I thought maybe maybe they're representing us here. Maybe I should get a residual check or something. So I went <laughs> and uh, get my card stamped and, uh, mm-hmm. or my forearm. And then uh, there's a free tattoo in it. But then um, <laughs> we're not even mentioned, not even mentioned, right? And it's a, it's a, a chain. And the gypsies and the intellectuals and the, the people with mental... We don't say gypsies anymore, but yes. What do we, we say about son of gypsies? Gypos. No, we don't say any of that. All of it's <laughs> offensive. in England. God, for God's sake. I remember it's the a... first thing. You know, those gypos have knives. I'm like, what's a gypo? <laughs> the gypos are in the parking lot and they have knives. Yeah. I go, what? They go, oh, j-. I said, there's still gypsies? I didn't know there were gypsies. You know, in gypsies. Britain, there are. Yeah. They're the, 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 um, they're called the indigenous Irish community in the UK are caravan people yeah. and they dress we very say motorhome they're like caravans yeah yeah and they dress <laughs> very flamboyantly and they have a, a very strict vernacular and a very strict uh, rule of law amongst them and I was playing a, a huge club in London kind of the and there's a community there that took up a whole row and I'm like they look they're fan huge mo- Dolly Parton hair these mm. women look so glamorous like trannies the guys look so hot tattooed necks and stuff and they said oh they'll be out after the first half mm. of the show there's three halves there I said what do you mean they'll be out they'll be out you'll, you'll see and they arranged it in such a way that they got rid of them because they can be so they can be almost convulsive in their enthusiasm wow. they wanted them out of you like the tattooed necks Scott I it's a, it's a look that just keeps on giving. Really? Would you hire someone with a tattooed neck? To do what? Any job. Oh, there's a couple of jobs Besides... I hire them to do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> jobs I can't do for myself. The punchline, punch but he was a Kaiser doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. I might tell that again. But yeah, so, uh, you know, it, it's it's funny there in, in the UK. I, I expect a certain level of tolerance because I, I spent mo- a lot of my time there working. And mm-hmm. I get it, actually. That's why the audiences were so appealing to me when I first mm-hmm. went over. But there is... A different, a different prism at which they look at minority communities here than we do here. Mm-hmm. For one thing, in California, whether you do or not, whether you have negative feelings about a minority community here, you don't speak outwardly about it, and certainly not proudly. But in countries like the UK, parts of it, or definitely Australia, Austria, and certain levels of Germany, of, of culture in Germany, they aren't embarrassed about their past or even apologetic. And in fact, they get quite offensive, quite offended when you bring it up as a negative tool mm-hmm. or weapon. Scott Capurro. So comedy's a trick, isn't it? Yes, Scott Capurro is with us. He is at the uh, world-famous uh, Punchline down here on Battery, celebrating his 60th birthday. Hey. Bring gifts? Well, whatever you got. My husband loves uh, brownies of all sorts, and I collect mid-century pottery, obviously. So <laughs> anything shiny and bright, bring it along. Can you give me an example of mid-century pottery? Uh, I love. Ba- I prefer Bauer over Fiesta, because mm-hmm. Fiesta is a bit too flashy. What about uh, Yadro and, um, well, that's not pottery. Those are figurines. Sorry. I digress. Figurines. Yeah, like Hummel and Yadro. Oh, I think some people go mad over that stuff. That's yeah. not my thing. I don't Pot- have any room left in our Pottery. Pot. So do you have a potter's wheel? No, I like all the stuff you can't use, like the stuff your parents fed each other with that gave them all, um, you know, brain tumors, all that stuff with... Uh, lead in the paint. Mm-hmm. I like all that. Bowls, teapots, mm-hmm. plates. And then I like storing it in the garage and never looking in again. Do you know what sh- shows my age? We made these little, um, when we were in school, we lacquered them, we put them in the oven. Ashtrays. Oh, abalone ashtrays when I was a kid. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah. We got to Stinson Beach and collect abalones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my great-grandfather used to dive for me. He had a whole oh. bunch of abalone. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we back on the air yet? Oh, oh we right. are. Sorry. Is this over? Yeah. Am I done? Get out. <laughs> That's candy in the lobby. What's that about? That is the most sour. That 
It's beyond. It's beyond flavorful. It's terrible. What you is know, that? You know, knowing someone of your intellect, that this studio, which was built literally during the Carter administration, <laughs> that candy was put out by. But- Betty Ford, and you tried one. He walked into the studio, and maybe you can see it on the camera. Oh, he walked into the studio with a sourpuss. Yeah, yeah, as it were. Yeah, in my mouth too. <laughs> and I, I couldn't. I had to spit it out. But I, but I'm too well raised to spit it on the on the carpet like my mm-hmm. my husband would from Brazil. But I, I, if it's in the plate and it's not stuck to the ceramic, I put it in my mouth. Is that yeah. a bad rule? That's a terrible rule. Well, it's free candy. That reminds me when I had Daniel Slauson here, and he's like. No one can tell me what, who or what I can put in my mouth. Is that your, is that your Scottish That's accent? horrible. I, have, I can do English. I can do every different reason, but Scottish the Scottish, Scottish. is great. I can't do Scottish. That's better. Okay. That's more Glaswegian, though. Yeah, but he, he's from Fife. He goes, Miss, our goalie was our binman. <laughs> and that's almost Ireland. I'm he's, sorry. Yeah, he's from Edinburgh. You know who I, I, I lump you together for obvious reasons? San Francisco comedians. Uh, a lot of going on in the UK. Star Wars together. I had him on about, I don't know, five, six weeks ago. Greg Proops. I always kind of lump you guys together. Are you guys buddies? Yeah, I love Greg. He's great. In fact, I think he's at the punchline as well on New Year's Eve, as he is almost every, as he has been for many years. Mm-hmm. He's great. Yeah. Very do, glamorous wife. Do, do you hang out? Couple. You know, we don't see each other, and I think it's because we're just both traveling from point mm-hmm. A to point B to, to pay our mortgage, so I don't... <laughs> You know what I mean? We're on the road all the time. Joey Didas said that one to me. He goes, I need to pay my mortgage. <laughs> it's, you know, the thing is, I'm under, I, I, I accepted this TV handshake. Now I'm under contract in the UK, so I'm getting oh. a pay slip, as they call them. Oh, which yes. I've never gotten, it makes me feel a dirty. packet. A packet. And um, I have a, yeah. And so. It, what, what's the TV thing? It's, it's with a new network they started last year. A kind of in competition with other news networks in the UK, oh. but they have a comedy content uh, department, and they hired a guy I knew, I know, who books all that. So he hired me. And wow! Great. So it's how great often, actually? Can you do it from here? Or do you got to go? I can't. Over? So they've given me a month off, but we have to go back. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning a tremendous amount, and it's a great experience. Where are you living? In London, still. Where? When we're there, uh, in in East London, near near the previous Olympic Stadium, actually. Oh, yes, that's where West Ham plays now. Yeah. Yes. Can you hear the Bow Bells? Uh, no. Are you a Cockney now? Um, no, because it never really existed, but I'm certainly not now. <laughs> How far are you from Canary Wharf and all that? We're not far. Mm-hmm. About um, a 10-minute bus ride. And now they've just opened a new um, underground. Oh, new, wow. very new, Elizabeth Line. It stops right behind our, our I flat. don't know about the Elizabeth Line. Yeah, and that gets us to Canary Wharf in about seven minutes. I remember going to Greenwich, which is just south of the Thames right there, and the, the tube was elevated, and it went through Mud Chute. It did. And I thought, what a name of a town. A very historic. Mud Chute. Greenwich is the, uh, the oldest part of London, actually. Mm-hmm. The Queen's House and that road, Crooms Hill Road, which goes along that famous park. Mm-hmm. Built by the Romans. So, and uh, did you have a sip of Cuddy Sark when you were on it? I don't. Uh, I perform near though, but I don't. I don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. I just. I can't keep up. Do you go to that fake Globe Theater South South Never Bank? Never been. Yeah, neither have I. Just did not. Dorothy yeah. annoys me. I don't like yes. birds pooping on my shoulder. Every- <laughs> <laughs> so despite my reputation. So they gave you a month off, and you came home. Yeah, and- you know, my birthday. My dad's still alive. We're going to try to make him get COVID. Hasn't gotten yet make that happen and uh <laughs> what a weak virus is 87 and still he's not vaccinated and has never gotten it i went to look after him in october and i got it when i was staying with him well you just the anti-vaxxers love that story oh man you gave it to yourself he, yes and and my father gave it to me he's a carrier he smokes a liter of brandy every three days smokes two packs a day he's fine sits in the garage and just 
George Relax. Burns. Oh man, lived to be a hundred and started smoking cigarettes when he was nine or something. It's just so unfair. We're talking about George Burns. So all you youngsters out there, are. make sure to come back. We have a couple more minutes left <laughs> with Scott Capurro <laughs> at the Punchline. Come on back. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. To me, it's like a mountain. A vast bowl of pus.
Tittle beats his servants. I'm super nice to him. We've got a couple of minutes left with Scott Capurro. He is a stand-up comedian extraordinaire at his home club, the world-famous Punchline, down here on Battery Street in San Francisco. Multiple shows. Uh, 60th birthday coming up as well. And then how does that work in the U.K. when you live there? Um, do you have to pay taxes? What's like their green card thing? Oh, yeah. I pay twice. because the U- You pay twice? U- well, the U.S. Uh, makes you pay taxes oh, on oh. international income to keep your passport. Really? Yeah. People give up their passports and they regret it after because it's hard to get through the airport. <laughs> but they don't. They, and I understand this. They just don't want to pay U.S. taxes when they live over there. And I live in both places. You know, this is my this is my permanent residence in the U.S. This is my permanent. Residence. Yeah. But you know, I, I work there, so I have to pay tax. And um, I just was with my tax guy last week, and it's you know, you just got to grin and mm-hmm. bite the bullet and pay it. VAT. I, yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. There's that too. Oh, what can I do? Look, I'm lucky to be able to work in all these places. Yeah. I'm not going. I never complain about tax paying or any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, these are very sa- safe environments to do comedy in the U.S. and the U.K., so we're fortunate. You know, if you're living in there's a few other countries where it's not as easy. Syrian hairdressers? Well, there's that. When I, you know, the Middle East, when I play there, everyone's, oh, you play. It's like, look, they bring you over because they want you. The yeah. minute you're on stage, they love, they love it. Yeah. They have me closed when I'm playing Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Doha because... If it all kicks off, at least the people who have seen the show, they can't ask for their money back. <laughs> so I'm going on last. And for the first five minutes, believe me, even the lesbians sitting at the banquet tables are looking around thinking, does he know where he is? But I do, and I can push it as far as like, as long as I don't bring up Muhammad mm. or the Quran or Jesus. You can't mm. Because he's in the Quran more than he's the Bible. So he's a prophet in their, in their culture. You can't, you can't make fun. But wow. there's so much other things to talk about. And you can push it and push it and push You know, this country's not that easy. There's a lot of people with trigger words. And it's, it's, a, it's a benefit for comedian. It, it's, a, it's a weapon you can use to your effect if you do it smartly. I mean, Proops has done this for, for a long yeah. time. And, and excellent comics like him, they play with the language. And they push it as much as they can. Comedians are the guy in the classroom when we were young, no one liked, in the back of the class making fun of everybody because he has right. nothing else to talk about. Racist, headgear, and no one will, you know, date him. <laughs> so guess what he gets to do? I was a class clown with headgear. What? Me too. Yeah, look where we are now. Yes. Scott Capurro, Punchline. Get down there. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. When is your birthday? June 28th. You missed it. The gift with no name on it, that was from you? (laughs) All right, we'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yeah, man, I hope we don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.